All right, I think I'm in the room with the four people that are happy to hear that October is over with. You, you think been, you're in the room. I think, well, I, I believe I am. I know I'm glad October is over with. It. That was a busy month. With North Central Infused, this is November, and we're joined by our CEO and General Manager, Kevin Doddridge. Good morning. Our uh, safety Director of Safety and Loss Control, J.D. Cox. Good morning. And our Director of Marketing and Economic Development, Michael Bellapani. Hello again. And I am your media specialist, uh, Justin Jaggers. I'm the only non-manager in the room. <laughs> but you have a lot of control. <laughs> Absolutely. J.D., if you could bring your mic a little bit closer to you. Okay, how's that? That should be fine. All right, so we had Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Cybersecurity Awareness Month, Cooperative Month. We sent some linemen down to Florida. We actually still have a group of 10 linemen down to uh, Florida to help with the restoration of Hurricane Michael. So we wish them the, all the safety and, and you know, best of luck down there because I know that they have a lot of work to do. Um, so we've been keeping in touch with them and we've sent them out. And uh, we had our annual meeting in October and so, yeah, November, hopefully things slow down a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> uh, all right, so to start, we, uh, we have a message from our CEO. What have you prepared for us for November? Oh, well, I, I will go back to some of the comments that you made earlier. October uh, is, a, is a very busy month in that you do have Cooperative Month, all the, all the themes that go along with it, breast cancer awareness, and we also have our annual meeting. Our annual meeting is our annual business meeting, um, a requirement by our Articles of Incorporation bylaws. Uh, and it was a successful annual meeting. North Central had a successful year financially as far as being stable, being a not-for-profit. We don't look at the bottom line as much as other people do, but we did uh, cover our expenses and a little bit more well enough to where uh, we're still able to borrow money. Our financial ratios look really good, so stable. That's what your membership really wants to hear. Probably had a little bit better turnout at our annual meeting than we're accustomed to. People showing up in person. Um, always glad to have that. Yeah, good, good, good event. Some people turn their annual meeting into a marketing event. We try to do that with uh, member appreciation week mm -hmm. and kind of separate the two. Uh, the annual meeting is a business meeting. And we try to keep it that way. Gotcha. Uh, you mentioned Hurricane Michael. Uh, and a lot of people don't understand how storm restoration works and how mutual aid works. Uh, if I leave out anything, J.D., jump in here. But typically what happens is we, we coordinate this at the statewide level. And our statewide representative works with us individual co-ops and gets information from us. Uh, the statewide people, especially in the southeast, they'll get together once a year. We've got all contracts in place, all reimbursement rates in place, because if we do help someone or someone comes and helps us, in extreme storm, um, we do reimburse them for, for their costs. They're, they're not going to do without. So all that's really covered. So if a storm, much like Michael, hits the Florida panhandle, we are just a phone call away, and we are typically ready to roll out uh, as early as, as six hours, but usually we have several days advance. A storm this large, people have to remember, usually the utility workers are not first responders. 
Uh, there's got to be a certain amount of assessment of the damage before the home cooperative determines how many crews they need to bring in. So there is a slight assessment period. Uh, we were able to get down there, I think it was uh, 10 or 12 hours, you know, travel time to get yeah. down there. This was a situation to where uh, there was virtually nothing left. Mm -hmm. uh, just having to completely rebuild the system, uh, which once again, it's you have to delay that because of the planning that goes into re-engineering your system. We sent 10 guys down. They worked for 10 days, uh, lived in tents, yeah. fought mud, mosquitoes, fire ants. Uh, I was Florida's told it is Florida. <laughs> that is correct. Um, I was told that the food wasn't that good, but there was plenty of it. Um, and, and really a lack of material and other things. Really difficult working conditions. And they worked for 10 days. We brought them back, sent another 10 down there. Mm -hmm. um, and the cooperative that we are working for right now, they're getting to the point to where everyone that can receive power is in position to get it. Um, there are going to be a lot of homes and businesses that are damaged to the extent to where they do repairs on their side. They can't receive power. So we will come back either today or tomorrow, and we won't go back down there immediately. Mm -hmm. But as the homeowners and businesses prepare themselves to receive power, then we'll, there's, a, there's the potential that later in November we'll send down several two-man crews to start hooking people back up. Um, unfortunately... There were some uh, employees of another cooperative and uh, some contract employees that were uh, killed in a roadside accident. Um, there, there's, there's always the concern of safety when you're working in these extreme storms, but more so the longer you get into the process, uh, fatigue starts to set in. Doing the same task over and over again, redundancy is, is just the, the enemy of safety. So it's always such a relief when you get them back and you get them safe, and if you have to, you can send some fresh crews down there. Um, we are going to work extensively in the next several months. We've talked about broadband uh, constantly. To I probably need to come up with a different word for it, high-speed Internet or something, for those that are sick of hearing me say broadband and fiber. But the electric cooperatives have we, have, we were asked to create our own bill, to not let somebody else write a bill if we if, – if, Co-ops want to get into the broadband business. We need to write our own legislation. So we did. It's something that we can agree on for the most part. And we are starting a process of educating our elected officials on what we hope to do. Uh, come January in Jackson, we'll find someone that will drop the bill for us and begin that process to hopefully get that bill turned into law to where electric cooperatives, and I will stress this, have the permission to get into the broadband business. You have an electric cooperative that has four meters per mile of line. Um, if they sign up one of those four, then they're looking at a $50 revenue stream a month uh, for an investment that could exceed 23000 per mile of line. So there will be some that won't be able to get into the business initially. There mm -hmm. may be some that can't get into it. But what we're asking for um, is just the permission to get into the business. That gives us the green light to do deeper studies and see what we can do. Uh, electric cooperatives are providing high-speed internet access throughout the United States, and we think there are certain areas of Mississippi that lack access right now, and we can fill some of those voids. Maybe not all of them, but hope to fill most of them. And that will take us through November 
And then you know how things are. You, you get mm-hmm. to Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. then Christmas is the next day, it seems yeah. like. So things are starting to, to, to fly by, I'm sure. So if we have planning for a legislative session in January, we're going to have to start now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so moving on to some safety notes. And we have uh, something that you wanted to bring up earlier. This is in November, is uh, election month. Absolutely. And so you have some facts. There's an election coming. Is there actually an election coming up? November the 6th. Next so are you week? telling me that when November the 7th gets here, there will be no commercials on TV at all? Um, <laughs> Pretty I, much. I, I don't, they might be rebooting for something else. Hopefully I, we'll, I, we'll bet you, I bet you we will because it, one of those races is likely, likely we'll have a runoff. Yeah, we'll have a runoff on November 27th. So we're not we're not done with this, I don't think. But Go ahead, J.D. But, I, you know, there's some interesting uh, tidbits when you're talking about elections and really, you know, co-ops and how we can affect elections and elections can certainly affect us. Um, Sometime back, I think it was maybe two years ago, uh, the NRECA, which is an organization that we work with, uh, instituted uh, co-ops vote. And really, it was just an organized effort to make sure that the rural voice was heard and that we were engaging in the political process. And you, you may ask yourself, well, you know, why is that so important? Why did they engage in this process? Well, when you look at the numbers, it's real interesting, Justin, in that uh, co-op members that are affected uh, are 42 million people in numbers. That's one in every eight Americans. So um, as co-ops educate uh, their members on the political process and how it affects the cooperative effort here in America, if we speak with one voice, we do not have to worry about getting drowned out and getting our message diluted because we will have the political clout and the political power to actually get our own message out there and not have someone else interpret it for us, you know, but to actually get out there and state what is important for us. Like Kevin mentioned, uh, we talk about high-speed internet. Mm-hmm. Right now in America, there are 24 million rural Americans that do not have access to high-speed internet. That has got to change. Yes, because I'm one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And that has got to change for a number of reasons. Um, uh, As Kevin and Michael can speak to this, uh, uh, it affects the ability of a community as far as economic development, Mm -hmm. uh, educational opportunities, uh, what the schools have access to in the community and things like that. And it's really an opportunity, once again, for the co-ops to step up and to solve a problem for their members. And we're real excited about that here. Uh, look forward to the opportunities that it may present mm-hmm. in the future. But really just uh, please uh, remember to go out uh, November the 6th and vote, exercise that right. And uh, I would just encourage uh, anyone out there listening that uh, works for a co-op or is part of a co-op, you know, really educate your members as to the political process and how speaking with one voice on co-op issues can really affect us. And Justin, I would like to speak on a couple things. Sure, Kevin yeah. mentioned uh, employees that went down to Hurricane Michael, and I know you've said something about this before. Uh, our employees that do uh, line work each and every day, they are trained professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the knowledge, the skills, and the tools to effectively do their jobs every day and come home to their family. Um, 
what we do every day uh, can be dangerous. Uh, and we have to perform at near perfection every day. And as Kevin said, over the long haul, that's tough to do. Mm -hmm. But we've got a great workforce. Uh, Kevin makes sure that uh, they have everything that they need to do the job correctly with. So we have a lot of confidence uh, when our guys go off to storms and stuff like that. They're going to get down there, they're going to do what's right, and then they're going to come back home to us. And one of the amazing things about an effort when you have a hurricane like this is really there's a lot of organizations when you have a, a large-scale event like this, and, and they, they talk a lot, and they, uh, they say a lot of things. But the, things that I have, the thing that I have been just amazed at is how the co-op community is a community of action. Mm -hmm. We plan, and then when things happen, we put those plans into action. And as Kevin said, within just a few hours, uh, there were 14 states uh, initially that was organizing help and organizing the relief to go down there. But I'm just amazed at the community of co-ops who step up and actually take action. So many people chop bait. That's all they do is chop bait. Co-ops are not that way. They take action. And our members are appreciative of that. And um, so that's one of the things that I was really amazed with in, in these efforts like this. And so, something that's really enjoyable during something like this is when you know that you're going to send 10 to 12 guys into an area to where all necessities are basically gone. Mm -hmm. And you, you, they are aware of that. And we're not searching for people to go. We're actually looking at a large group of our employees who are wanting to go, and we're having to kind of pick and choose. Yeah, and, it's and, uh, way. So uh, it, it's great that there's a, even though they do get compensated, there's a spirit of volunteerism, mm -hmm. and we get employees that go down there, and you can sense it in them. Uh, they're down in a, in a very difficult situation. Uh, for the most part, they don't want to be there, but still at the same time, they can't leave. They see people doing without. They know that they are the ones that can provide. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think for a lot of them, it's, it's a life-changing experience. That's right. Even I've noticed this just in, in the short time I've been here, especially with our younger line workers. They come back changed for the better each storm they go on. Um, mm -hmm. and, and they really get to see what we do on a daily basis uh, to, to, to work to help others. I mean, it's really amazing that if you take individual co-ops, they may be small in numbers, but collectively, when when we have uh, one issue to surround around, whether it's hurricane relief, ice storms, whatever the case may be, when when those smaller groups come together collectively, what they can accomplish in a very short amount of time is really unbelievable, and, and mm -hmm. I really admire it. It's not something that that I've been familiar with my entire career. And when you see it in action, it's very eye-opening. Oh, absolutely. And, and the thing that's been the coolest for me is collecting like all these messages that we get on social media and the emails and, and from the, the members of those cooperatives in Florida. And they say, thank you guys so much. We, you know, we, they tell me how long they've been without power, and some of them are still without it. 
but they are so grateful to look out their window and see someone's trying to get help them get their life back on track. And so that's that's something I like to see, and we're trying to do something with those messages and for our guys because they need to hear it from the, those members that they're affecting. They don't always have the time to stop and say hi to somebody, and because they, you know, one of the photos we saw yesterday that uh, one of our linemen sent in was they're putting in everything from the ground up because there was there's this one area where all the uh, winds had blown all the poles down all the lines down and so they're starting from scratch rebuilding this stuff and and the those guys need to know that those people really appreciate it so and, and there's no way that you can really staff for any type of a disaster like that and so when you know that if an event like that happens in your community you are just a phone call away mm-hmm. from your neighbors helping you. <coughs> uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And and what people need to realize for this area is, you know, some of them worry we're sending people down there to, and that takes away something from their service. When we have these problems ourselves, when we have the ice storm, when we have Hurricane Elvis or uh, the tornadoes, tornadoes, tornadoes they come and help us too. They certainly so, do. Yeah. No questions <laughs> asked. It, that help is there, and I guarantee you that probably – helps Kevin sleep better at night knowing that he can pick up the phone and call and know that that somebody's going to be headed up that interstate to help us. Absolutely. All right, so anything else from uh, safety or? Yeah, just as a reminder, um, I mean, the year is just flying by. (laughs) The holidays are already here. It's a very happy time. You Mm -hmm. start start thinking about Thanksgiving, Christmas, and stuff like that. But it's really also a time to uh, really concentrate on safety around the house. Uh, of course, there's a lot of cooking, thankfully, going on around Thanksgiving, and uh, I plan to fully enjoy that. Uh, but we have to be careful. Need to make sure that you know when you're cooking, that there actually is someone home. You just don't put something in the oven and just leave. Um, and really, just you know, things very simple things like burning candles around the house. Uh, when we start talking about you know gifts and things like that that require batteries. The little coin batteries, the little flat lithium coin batteries, have to be really careful with those around small children. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things that is always amazing, it's very popular, and that's deep frying turkeys. Um, but <laughs> since 2002, uh, there's been about 700 injuries and resulting in about $8 million worth of property damage from incidents uh, as it relates to deep frying turkeys. So, All the turkeys. All the turkeys, absolutely. And there are plenty of you know videos out there, how-to videos that can give you plenty of safety tips on that. And just make sure before you take a 15-pound turkey and dump it off into some grease, uh, you know that you may want to just consult one of those videos, talk mm-hmm. to someone, make sure you know what. Would you're that doing. require high-speed internet access? That would require <laughs> high-speed internet access. We've come full circle. <laughs> but uh, really, uh, it's a joyous time of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all celebrate the holidays here. Uh, we look forward to it. Uh, certainly would not want to have such a happy time, you know, meet with tragedy. So please, you know, in your holiday preparations, just think about safety. And uh, let's just all have a good holiday and, together. And could I add something to that? Um, there's been some news in the last week, a disturbing trend, it appears, on children getting hit trying to get off the school bus. Yeah. And I don't know if you attribute it to people that – they're not around school buses enough and they forget they're not supposed to pass a school bus at all or maybe it's the fact that the time hasn't changed yet so many of our school buses are picking up children really when it's completely dark outside Mm -hmm. but 
let's just all be very mindful of that, is that when the school bus comes to a stop in front of you, and I'm sure our crews and servicemen are as well, but you just have to wait, and, and we're all impatient in the morning, but yeah. we cannot uh, injure or kill a child because of our impatience. And, and the, the big rule with that, if that stop sign's sticking out of the school bus, both traffic in both right. directions, stand still. Do not, yeah. And when the stop sign comes in, it doesn't hurt to wait another two or three seconds. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, I mean, it's just like, you know, pulling up to an intersection and the light turns and you just barge out there mm-hmm. without looking both directions. <coughs> I mean, there's nothing that's going to happen from injuring a child uh, that's worth uh, what you're doing. Just mm-hmm. slow down, yeah. take a deep breath, and, and, and make sure kids get to school and get home. Absolutely. Um Okay, so on that note, community events. <laughs> yeah, we've got a few community events coming up, but uh, just kind of wanted to recap the past week or two. Yeah. Uh, big changes in our service territory in our county and in North Mississippi last week as uh, we were there to cut the ribbon on Interstate 269, which is a fine pathway through uh, north uh, central Mississippi. <laughs> uh, went to awesome. Nashville last week and clocked it, and, and it takes – at least 30 minutes off the drive time. Um, the Como Steakhouse is 15 minutes closer now. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's a great day. And it's, it's an exciting time to see how all of that land uh, uh, around that interstate loop develops and how it, it will change the face of uh, our area of the state uh, in years to come. So that's good stuff. Um, I wanted to promote a couple of events, uh, so uh, you may know if you're looking to help out uh, those less fortunate uh, during the holiday season, the Young Business Leaders of Olive Branch, uh, which is an organization that's sponsored by the Olive Branch Chamber of Commerce, um, we're conducting a uh, food drive and kitchen utensil drive um, uh, from now, I believe, until Thanksgiving. Uh, so we'll have donation boxes around the county. I know we'll have one here at North Central. We'll have one at the Methodist Hospital and Clinics, uh, as well as all of the Olive Branch uh, city um, buildings uh, and different organizations uh, throughout the city. I think we've got 20 boxes scattered throughout. Uh, so if you can make a donation of non-perishable items, Uh, And kitchen utensils, Uh, those are important. We found out uh, the food pantry has let us know that they've had a request and they're going to be bagging up care packages for those less fortunate in our community. Um, On November 10th, there's a special event going on for those of you who like to run or walk. Uh, the Junior Auxiliary of DeSoto County is hosting a a 5K Wheel, uh, 5K, I believe it's called the Wheel Smile 5K. Uh, and it is a, a fundraiser to host uh, to to highlight the importance of organ donation, uh, saving lives through organ donation. And uh, that will be three o'clock on November tenth at the Landers Center. There's going to be food trucks. The Mississippi Ale House will be there, uh, as well as uh, I think they've got Kyle Bush's race truck uh, cool. that will be there. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're interested in that, go to runsignup.com. That's runsignup.com for the Junior Auxiliary of DeSoto County's Wheel 5K. What's that date again? 
November 10th. So that's at 3 o'clock? It's at 3 well, o'clock. Well, if you want, so because I just pulled this up, I just remembered this. Uh, at 8 a.m., if you want to walk all day, you can go to Snowden Grove at 8 a.m. for the 2018 Walk for Wishes Mid-South. That's in South Haven. That's for the benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah, great organization. So, uh, so if you want to go walk 5K at 8 a.m. and then walk another 5K at 3 o'clock, you know. I think I'd have to have a nap. <laughs> well, there's yeah. plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. And it's that time of year. Uh, start planning for Christmas parades. Um, City of Olive Branch, Chamber of Commerce, uh, Olive Branch Christmas Parade will be on December 1st at 2 o'clock. So plan ahead for that. Mark your calendars. And in fine fashion, North Central will have Santa Claus on our float going through the, the streets of Old Town uh, on December 1st. And mark your calendars also December 8th for the Bahalia Christmas Parade. And that's a Saturday evening. Uh, and Santa will be coming through the streets of Bahalia as well for that. There's also a complete guide uh, in our Today in Mississippi yes. coming out uh, soon. So you'll have everything that's going on in the yeah, area. All the holiday events, <laughs> uh, open houses, and everything to get you prepared for the big day, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like yeah. Kevin said, um, October was busy, but I uh, don't see November, December. Yeah, I, you know, I was relieved for a minute there, and then we started talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me let me follow up one more time, and I and I don't want to harp on it too much, but uh, please go out and vote. Mm-hmm. Just our, our service territory, uh, our, mm-hmm. our two counties, two main counties that we serve, voter turnout has been just very, very poor over the past few elections. And you've got to admit the Mississippi U.S. Senator's election, regardless of your candidate, will have national implications. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And just go vote, and, and, and I wanted to just offer a suggestion. Take your family to vote. I've, that's a practice that my wife and I have done. We've always taken our kids to the polls, and just it tells the next generation how important it is uh, to vote and that process and how we affect uh, and, and, and use our privilege to, to, to vote uh, and, and use our voice. So, And one of the things I've learned is go early. You don't want to wait in line. Just get there early because everybody's going to try and do it on the lunch break. But, yes, your your voice does matter. It does have an impact regardless of whether you think, oh, it's just I'm one person. It doesn't make a difference. It does. It absolutely does. And when enough people think that they don't make a difference, that's when they're right. You know, is that they need to get a, get up, vote, and then have some sort of impact on what's going on in this, this country and their local area and their state. and. And everything else. So, uh, all right. So we're going to continue on. Uh, coming up, we have um, the uh, nonprofit charity group uh, uh, War Horses for Heroes. They do equine therapy for PTSD veterans uh, in the area. They've got an event coming up at Laughlin Yard, and then we will also be talking to Michael Hensley of H- Hensley Imagery and. Uh, we will be announcing soon, in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, our brand new NorthCentralEPA.com. More streamlined, more user-friendly, and so we're looking forward to launching that. We'll be talking to him and talking about the things that he does for the uh, community and the uh, local area businesses. So thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll, I guess we'll uh, let you get back to your day. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> thank you. Okay, we are back with North Central Infused, and we are joined with uh, by Pearson, and what was your name again? Trey. I'm so, Trey. I'm so sorry. I'm horrible with names and faces. They are from War Horses for Heroes, 
And this is a pretty cool group that I've, I've gotten to uh, meet you guys uh, about a month ago at the Olive Branch Golf Tournament. And you guys have a pretty cool, uh, you know, nonprofit that you guys run. So tell me what War Horses for Heroes is. War Horses for Heroes, we're an equestrian nonprofit. We bring veterans from the area, from the Mid-South area, and they come down to Oakview Stables, which is a barn here in Olive Branch. And we do equestrian therapy with veterans. And so they learn how to ride, they learn how to tack, they learn how to take care of horses as an extension of their therapy through the VA. And so we've been doing this for about three years now, and we've worked with a little over 300 veterans in that time period. We, we've been lucky enough to get uh, several veterans that have decided after going through our program our six to eight week program that we have, what they've done is they've come, three of them have now come back and have begun volunteering. And that was great, they volunteered and we were, we were really excited. And then they started getting certified in being equestrian therapists themselves. And now we have three veterans who are running the day-to-day training. And what they're doing is they're coming, so now it's become a program where it's veterans that are helping veterans. And so instead of being just, you know, we wanted, Trey and I wanted to help, that was the whole point of starting this, but neither one of us are veterans. And now these veterans, these three gentlemen have come in and now they are helping other veterans. And it is just a wonderful opportunity that we've had. Okay, so um, you talk about these, you know, these veterans and they, they come back from foreign wars or um, whatever causes this PTSD. What, how do they respond to horses uh, as I, I've never thought of this, I've never thought of right. as, as you know, yeah. equine therapy as a PTSD therapy. So, well, horses by nature are fight or flight animals. They react similarly to loud noises, uh, sudden movements, and they are extremely trust oriented. So, if you're going to work with a horse. You've got to have the right feeling about you that, so that that horse will trust you. And our veterans who have, are suffering from post-traumatic stress are in a similar boat. They don't want to associate with people they can't trust. And because they've been in horrible situations that have caused this illness, they really, really depend on being able to trust somebody before they can open up to them. And the horses never judge. The horses are always empathetic and understanding of anything you have to say to them. And you can get a feeling from a horse, much like your favorite pet dog, you know, that'll come to you, nudge you, ask for attention, and you can pet on them, love on them, say whatever you want to them, and you, they're going to help you be at ease. So the, the veterans can truly identify with the mentality of the horses, and at the same time, they can find a means of communicating. And they, when they first show up, a lot of them have never seen a horse before. They're, they, they're like, okay, where's the tail? Where's the head? You know, kind of mentality. It's almost that simple. Mm-hmm. But they've seen it on TV, so they're eager to try it out, and we get them rolling with it. Now, some have ridden horses when they're kids, and it's like coming home for those, but a lot have never, ever touched a horse before. 
and you know we'll get them out there and we'll introduce them to either the biggest horse if that's what they want or if they're a little more you know humble about the experience we'll start with the smallest horse and they can get comfortable with the situation that's that is that's incredible and you guys have helped over 300 veterans in the course of three years so you guys have been doing this since 2015 that's right uh Typically, how long does something like this, you know, how long, like, the, is this as a set kind of therapy time, or is it different between each veteran, or? The the veterans typically are on uh, somewhere around, you know, approximately six-week programs with the local VA hospital. Now, we work with outpatients as mm-hmm. well that have various ranges, um, and we don't set those terms. We do not charge our veterans. We solely run off donations. And then our veterans that come to us seeking help and treatment, they get to come for as long as they feel like they need it. And that that way we are able to help them. Directly working with the VA, most of our our veterans are come for either a six week or a 12 week program. Oh, wow, okay. So um, this is obviously a nonprofit thing. You guys have fundraisers and stuff like that. What kind of things can people that might be listening to this podcast or or in the or might be in the olive branch area what can they do to help you guys out well they can donate money for sure Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) we always can use that but we also need volunteers Mm -hmm. people who who want to give who want to come and help and show up at oakview stables we we operate on thursdays and fridays in the program and it starts at 10 a.m and so, though that's sometimes inconvenient for people who, who are working, but you can come out and work with them. We also do, if you check our website, warhorsesforheroes.org, uh, we do volunteer days on the weekends so people can come out and help out with various projects that we're working on to improve the experience our veterans get to have. And so, it's, it's, there are a lot of ways to get involved with our program. Uh, volunteering you can donate you can donate time whatever you've got if you call us or email us we'll get back to you and we're happy to work with people in any capacity okay that i mean that's incredible so you guys have a fundraiser happening on november 11th tell us about this november 10th 10th uh, i'm saturday sorry. the 10th it's saturday. at uh laughlin yards in downtown memphis you can buy buy tickets on our website or show up and buy them there. Uh, it's from five to eight, uh, and we are going to have a silent auction. There's food. There's fun. You'll get to hear Trey and I give speeches, which is you know everybody's favorite thing. Uh, but it, it's a good. It's a very. It's a great deal of fun. We did this last year. This is our second year doing this. Uh, you'll get to meet some of the veterans who are involved. The three gentlemen that I mentioned earlier that are that are our primary volunteers and trainers now are going to be down there and they'll be host helping us host the event okay so uh, i'm sorry go ahead oh we're also <laughs> looking for either local or larger scale businesses to help sponsor our events and mm-hmm. help our uh, sponsor our classes uh, it costs roughly fifteen thousand dollars per one class to operate per year so oh, wow. so we are looking for sponsors and um, we are also looking for people who would like to, quote, adopt a horse and sponsor our horses. So our horses are, you know, they need 
care all year round mm-hmm. and they take care of our veterans mm-hmm. so obviously we're taking care of them <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yep. absolutely well, I mean, that's and that's it's a big topic you talk about the, you know honoring veterans and everything and then we you don't really think about the treatments and stuff that they go through so it's incredible to see that you which the kind of work you guys do so mm-hmm. uh if you want to help volunteer if you want to help donate or sponsor it's war horses for number number four heroes.org that's right we'll put that on the the bottom of our little uh, video here so that people can see that but warhorses for heroes.org you can find them on facebook you guys are uh, have your own website yep. any anywhere else we can find you twitter uh, we have a, we have a instagram account <laughs> instagram there yes that's important it's, oh yeah no i gotta get the social <laughs> media going. marketing you know that's what we <laughs> use the young people in the program for yeah <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time, Pearson and, uh, and Trey. Uh, Warhorsesforheroes.org. And you can uh, go to their fundraiser at Re- uh, Laughlin Yard uh, on November 10th, Saturday. That's a 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Tickets are $10. It's really $9 for a speech from you guys and then a dollar for food, I think. What's the ticket <laughs> Basically. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. We're going to be back with Hensley Imaging and the new North Central website. And we are back, uh, joined by, of course, uh, Michael Bellapani, our Director of Marketing and Development for North Central Electric Power Association. Hey, thanks, Justin. No, no problem. And uh, across from us is Michael Hensley of Hensley Imaging, Papa John's Pizza, part-time Euro Trash. You you got an impressive resume. Yeah, I'm gonna let you intro me from here on out. But yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me over. It's a really awesome setup you guys have here. It's this is the temporary one. Hopefully, we'll eventually uh, have a cool little studio. But you know, we'll have to invite you back. Um, Hensley Imaging. So, what do you guys do for for anybody that's listening that has not heard of you? Yeah, so um, um, if you want to like actually see some of the work, uh, HensleyImagery.com. So Hensley, H-E-N-S-L-E-Y, I-M-A-G-E-R-Y.com. Sorry, I'll get a better, easier domain next time. <laughs> um, but for, for years, we've been um, b- building websites, hosting websites, and also um, uh, content creation, media creation, photo, video, um, and then utilizing that content to create a big picture marketing campaign. So uh, I look at the website as kind of the center hub of, um, of a company, a business's entire platform. And then you have all the outliers like the spokes of a wheel. So whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, you know, Google, AdWords, reviews, all that at the outside scope, which then kind of can funnel back into the website and, and help push the content and the information to hopefully the, the customer in the end and get some business and ROI on that investment okay so, so where are you guys located just for yeah base hub hernando mississippi but um because we're in a digital world now everywhere you're global yeah <laughs> all right well the reason we wanted to have you on here is because you have been an integral part of what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks which is the relaunch of northcentralepa.com uh, our new website and so we you know we, we when we thought of this project back in January, yeah, uh, 
of last year, I think. Yeah, it's been it's been ongoing. <laughs> it's been an ongoing process, but we wanted to include a local business, and so we uh, talked to a few of them, and you were one of them. And uh, you really, I mean, we, what we've seen so far, it hasn't launched officially yet. Hopefully, middle of November it'll launch. But what we've seen is a more streamlined, more user-friendly uh, website. So first off, we want to say thank you. Well, thank you. Well, thank you guys for <laughs> believing and trusting in us too. So. Absolutely. So. But what what kind of thing, how do you approach making a new website something of this scale? Um, I mean, we've already got the contract, so I don't have to. This is this is <laughs> you know this is um, purely out of respect. But like you guys have been awesome because you know you make it easy um, to to work with and to to help facilitate the vision long term. You know, Michael Michael's been a good friend and he's helped along this process. You Justin have really helped out on this too. So you guys have helped in that. So but. You know, in the beginning, in the beginning of it, of how we normally approach it, is we try to get inside um, the brain of the of the client. Um, you know, sometimes it's a scary place to go, but no. Uh, <laughs> but no, we try to get in there to get the idea of what they're looking for. Um, you know, so we, we sit down, we interview them, um, get some of the bullet points off the interview, and then ask them to try to if there's any sites or any other thing out there on the web that they've seen that they really liked to use that as an example. And then whenever we get all that information, we then try to try to navigate it. And then sometimes we have to, um, you know, advise and to go a different, a little bit different direction to make sure they're getting the best result from, from um, you know, the design of the website. But that's the beginning phase of, of the process, so. Yeah, and it was really interesting uh, going through this because this is the first time I'd, I'd gone uh, through a web redesign. Mm-hmm. And we had, we had a, a, a good website, it wasn't great. Um, but when we started talking with web developers and, and, and eventually narrowed it down to, to Michael and, and uh, his organization, we kind of cast a vision of what we wanted. Um, I mean, let's face it, a utility company's website, uh, you go there to pay your bill and you go mm-hmm. there to check when your power's out. Um, what else could we do with it? What else could we use it for? And uh, it's marketing is not a, a madman uh, industry anymore. It's it's the spokes of the wheel. And Michael really understood that. And mm-hmm. he really understands that uh, the website is central to that. And then you bring in your social media, you bring in your uh, company news, you bring in uh, other news related to the utility business, like the uh, outage map that will be coming. Uh, and use all that as, as kind of a central hub for your, uh, for your marketing and your communications. And, and one of the things I like, that it's, it's easier to a little bit navigate because we deal with users and members that typically don't get on the Internet that much. Yeah. And it's, it's easier for them to understand what they're doing on our site and just what we do outside of just sending electricity down a, a wire. So I think that kind of helps. So, <laughs> um, What other projects have you handled for businesses uh, that, you know, that have come to you and said, hey, I want a new website? Um, there, there, there have been a lot. Sometimes I even go back through my files and I go, oh, I forgot about that client or I forgot about that one. So we've had a lot of really awesome people we worked for um, and worked with. Um, you know, some, some of the ones people would probably uh, remember, recognize doing business with around here. Peddler Bike Shop um, did their, their redesign of their site a few years ago. 
Um, another great friend, great client who a lot of people know here in this area, Millennium Paint and Body. Um, done their website, done a lot of marketing with them, a lot of video content creation, um, marketing. Again, work, now we're working on that outside hub of the wheel, the, um, the, the tread of the wheel with them right now, hand in hand. Um, over the course of the years, you know, Community Foundation, um, kind of put me on the spot trying to remember everybody now. <laughs> well, I just met a few. I didn't um, want you to have to go through your whole Rolodex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody's just, that's just really, you know, we've been really fortunate to have a lot of great people that we work with. I made a lot of friends, you know, along, along the way. Some people I didn't know, some I did know. So it's, it's been, uh, we've been, we've been fortunate. Okay. Michael, what, uh, most of our web interaction is, is through our mobile device, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's very rare that mm -hmm. we go to a laptop anymore. Um, what do you tell folks that are interested in um, modernizing their website for mobile? Yeah, you know, um, Justin and I, before we even started the podcast today, we were talking about it. I was pulling some analytics on some social media ads that I have running right now, just to, just looking at data. Um, but yeah, years ago, you know, whenever we built a site, we, we built it and we looked at the desktop a lot and built it for a desktop. But now, you know, we, we still build for desktop, but we really focus in on trying to make sure that the mobile experience is really good. Um, so primarily now, you, you know, some of the, if you pull some of the analytic reports, I'd say, you know, 60 to 70%, if not even more, because every day it's creeping up even more where you're seeing that people are actually accessing your sites and your information on a mobile device versus a, a desktop. Um, you know, and then of course you have the tablets too, but, but we know mobile is the one um, that everybody goes to first. Um, you know, if you don't, you know, one, I mean, it's, re it's really simple. One of the things you can do, get your phone out, go to your website, see how it, how it, it acts. Um, if you're a business, talk to some of the clients that are coming in, your customers. Hey, have you been on our website? What do you like? What do you not like? Um, you know, you could even, uh, hopefully this answers some of your questions, but you could even do a Facebook survey, you know, mm -hmm. um, a lot of things like that. But you need to make sure that it is um, a mobile responsive site. And if you're looking and shopping for a site, make sure, and everybody now really is anyway, but just double check, make sure it's a mobile responsive site. Um, you know, it's going to easily conform and go in, into your tablet, make sure it looks good on your tablet, on your phone, on your desktop. And I would say too, just as a double check, do it yourself. You're paying the money for it. Go and, and you know, you can believe the, the developer and the designer, but just go and check it every once in a while. You know, like with you guys, we give, we, we haven't launched the site live, but we have it on the web and you guys have a private access address for it. So you can check the work along the way. Um, that would be the things that I would advise. You know, let me, let me hit two. If it's okay, I was going to go into mm -hmm. um, how important it is for businesses to be advertising on social media, if that yes, would be okay. Absolutely. absolutely. Like, if you don't listen to anything else, this is what you should listen to. <laughs> but um, so one, one thing I just pulled up, this one ad that I have, beta testing two different versions of an ad, but going through it, and looking at the stats on it, it was, um, this is a one day, I've only had it run in one day, 673 interactions with this ad have been on mobile, 33 have been on desktop. Wow. So 96% of these ads are on mobile and then the other three are on the desktop. So that just gives you an idea of how much um, um, you know traffic is on mobile, which kind of like I was a little surprised at that one too. But 
you know, given a little bit more, you know, get into the weeds a little bit more, looking at your dollar spend as a business owner, we're trying to get ROI. So for every dollar we spend, we're trying to get a little bit more than that or we're losing money. Um, so go in, let's go back. You talked about Mad Men. All right. So, you know, Mad Men, you had newspaper, you had magazines, you had direct mailers. And of course, now then you, you progress into the digital age. Um, so the number one, let's talk about television real quick. The number one bang for buck on television commercial is, do you know what it is? No. What, what one event do you think is the best bang for buck? Is Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but... There's not many businesses around DeSoto County, North Mississippi, that have the several million dollars it takes to run one ad. Mm -hmm. But that ad gets a ton of traction. And if you break down the millions of dollars versus the millions of views, that ad is approximately $45 per CPM, which is not bad. So CPM, cost per impression, it's cost per thousand impressions. So a thousand people see that ad, it costs that company 45 bucks to run that Super Bowl ad. Not bad, right? Yeah. If you think about it, okay? But what what is Facebook for the same CPM cost per thousand? What do you think it is right now? It's probably, what, a couple hundred dollars to... Three to eight dollars. Three to eight dollars to get a thousand CPMs on Facebook and Instagram. Wow. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, okay, does that mean that... Because everybody, we all know Facebook, we all know Instagram. You're scrolling through a lot. Uh-huh. Get it. So, you know, you may not get, uh, you know, a person's captive audience for 30 seconds to watch that Super Bowl commercial versus that. I get it. But three bucks and sometimes some of mine are are cheaper than that. It depends. But think about that. If you're talking about business and ROI, three, three bucks, you could get a thousand impressions. All right. So that's something that people aren't aware of. Um, So, like, here's what's here's what's so important about where we are right now. If you go back. What's the, or let me, here's another trivia question. What is, I, I'd say top two biggest companies in the world right now? Just, I'm, there's one I'm, I'm asking about, but what do you think it Google? is? Google? Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Okay. Amazon. Huge, right? We all know yeah, that. Absolutely. How did they, what did they do to become so big? Do you know what the answer is? Oh, uh, I was just watching something on this. Uh, I was watching the nineties documentaries on uh, Netflix they uh, was the membership service. Yeah, but yeah. what? Um, it's an advertising tactic that they use. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, no idea. I give up. I like the trivia. <laughs> they went heavy into Google AdWords. Okay. Heavy into Google AdWords. So Bezos, being the genius that he is, put all his chips into AdWords. Okay, so he was getting AdWords at like a few cents per click. Mm-hmm. So whenever you searched whatever it was back in the day, and when he started with books, and he was in his garage packing books, right? So he, he ground it out, but he was paying cents on the click and because nobody else was in the market, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know supply and demand. That's what drives price. Yeah. So he, there was no demand for AdWords and a huge supply... So he jumped in heavy and went hard. What happened to Amazon 
we know what happened to Amazon. He he flies a rocket to, to space now, right? Yeah, and he owns Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's taken over the world. Yeah, Walmart's trying to battle that, but 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 anyway, he took it up. So he went heavy into into AdWords, which was you know call it cheap real estate, whatever you want to call it, and that's what got him to this dominating position because he developed his brand through that. And and now though, if you go in to do the same AdWords deal, you're gonna and I don't know exactly what like um, if you type in a book what it would be but you know some I know some other clients I've looked at uh, or some other businesses they were paying like say four cents per click for XYZ now they're having to pay like 15 to 40 bucks sometimes just depends for that same click because you're bidding on a word so mm-hmm. if, um, you know, let's say, let's say the search term is power and, and nobody back in the day, 10 years ago was, was bidding on the word power to have their website come up as number one. But now let's say a thousand people are that, that bid is going to go up. So, you know, for example, if you had a shoe store back in 1995 and you had a website, you could probably dominate the shoe market. But now Nike, because they've got millions of dollars, they're okay paying 40 bucks a click or 10 bucks Mm -hmm. a click, whatever it is, versus the four cents that you were able to pay in the beginning. Now, so why do I talk about that? That's where Facebook and Instagram is. Now, was it cheaper two years ago? Yeah. But guess what? It's cheap right now. It's underpriced right now. But in five more years, what we're paying three to eight on CPM, it's going to be maybe 15 to 20 CPM. You missed the boat. You could have got five more, five times the results. I mean, five times bang for your buck now versus, say, five years from now. And I don't know that five years it'll be that. But I'm saying it's coming. So if you're a small business trying to develop your brand, you if you don't jump on it right now, you are missing the boat. You yeah. see what I'm saying? It's a right opportunity. Yeah. And like and now then there's other things you can talk about on like what, what maximizes impressions, you know, content is key, right? Because what we're trying to do with advertising is gain attention. Once we gain attention, then we deliver what we're delivering on. So, you know, get the attention and deliver on it. Cool. Okay. I've learned uh, I've learned something. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, in working on our website, what can you tell our uh, listeners about on, um, I guess, drastic changes that they might see? Um, you know, I, one of the things, I, they're not, for a second, they're not going to be able to see some of the things because one of the, one of the aspects of it that I like so much is that we work with you guys. One of the um, requests that you had or requirements is like we want full um, um, in-house capability to modify and edit mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So whenever we built it, like all these different um, segments of the site, you guys have control over. Um, and that's on the back end, so people mm-hmm. aren't going to necessarily see that. But it's a really cool thing that you guys have full control and you can change these photos, you can change the it's – re- it's a really well done on the back end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe – Maybe one day for somebody who wants to see it, that's not going to affect anything. That that would be a cool thing to look at. But um, I like the 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 um, the flow of the website. Um, you know, again, we really focused on the mobile uh, responsiveness, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I I know they can't. Well, if you're on YouTube, you can see it, but just using your one thumb on your phone mm-hmm. um, to be able to easily navigate that. Um, and then we really tried to talk about. As a consumer on the website, what are the main things they want the website, um, how to utilize the website? So I know pay your bill was a big thing that you said people really click on. So try to make that easy for people to um, find and navigate through 
Um, uh, I think it was the what, outages, the um, outage map, which, which is coming. Just to let folks know, we are investing in some uh, additional technologies or some upgraded technologies that will give us the capability of letting you know more about outages, uh, provide an outage mm-hmm. map down the road, uh, and potentially be able to text in and report your outage uh, and more functionality through our app. Yeah, that, and that's one thing that people haven't understood is you can't report outages right now through Facebook. We're working on ways to get that quicker, but um, one of the things that I've, I've found interesting is when we, when we handle storms and everything is we try to give those Facebook updates, and it's a lot of communication. We have the ready room. We have our managers. We have you know me and you updating the Facebook page, and that's once they start getting to work, it is hard to keep up with how quickly they get uh, areas restored. Exactly. Yeah, so and we're working on trying to streamline some of this and make it easier for these for these members. So, uh, Michael Hensley, once again, uh, what's the website they can go to to uh, see your work? Uh, Hensley Imagery, and I'll spell it H-E-N-S-L-E-Y-I-M-A-G-E-R-Y.com. Okay, we'll also put it at the bottom of the screen Appreciate for, the, it. for the video podcast. But uh, All right, so this has been the North Central Infused Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for visiting us. Thanks. Appreciate it.